Howdy, folks, and welcome to the latest episode of the Varsity Podcast, podcast where we discuss everything involving North Shore high school sports. From the Friday Night Drive, I'm Michael Dvojek here with the record North Shore founding member, Joe Coughlin, as we get you caught up on another week of spring sports. Um, it was an on-again, off-again week for uh, sports in the area with the uh, rain one day and then beautifulness on the other day so it's just the life of spring sports in illinois at this point but uh we got some good action going on and we'll talk about it in the first quarter with boys and girls track and field um in the second quarter we are joined by a loyal academy girls track head coach christian simon in the third quarter we play way or no way and then in the fourth quarter we just get you caught up on some uh, other sports that are happening in the area some fun headlines as well as um, some hockey accolades for local uh, hockey players. So um, we got a lot to talk about. So let's jump in now to uh, boys, girls, uh, track and field. Where um, Joe, I know that uh, the Ramblers and uh, uh, Trevians got to participate in a quad um, this week. Um, I know that uh, in your story you talk about how um it's been uh it's been a rare uh sight to watch uh the track and field team get together just based on the weather so far this spring so um it's been interesting to watch these players and these athletes you know get ready for um what will be you know sectional time and conference time pretty soon here as we uh approach the end of april yeah it, you know this happens every spring as you mentioned but it does seem like this april has been uh at least I don't know if it's been rainier. There's been a lot of precipitation, uh, including snow, but it's definitely been colder, right? It, it has to be. I didn't look up my weather stats, but. Yeah, uh, yesterday was like the first probably like nice day of covering spring sports when it was like a high, when it was like 69 or 68 or something like that. Yeah, and I think, I think most everybody, you know, moved things around if they could to get outdoors and, and get in a game or get in at least. Um, a pretty good practice so but <clears throat> track um, I saw the girls at that quad on on Wednesday and it was cold and it was raining on and off and it was just you know pretty miserable you know it's funny to watch these track stars their you know performance uniforms are you know rather there's not much to them so they do a high jump or do a long jump or do their 100 meters and then run over and get their sweats on immediately, like without even checking their score or, or how they, how they finished. So right. uh, you could just tell with that. And it was, uh, it was an unscored meet uh, as a lot of these ones are early, I guess we're already mid season, but um, interesting to note that neither team really, you know, Loyola's on spring break, as we've seen um, in a couple stories from our this week, from us this week. Um, so they didn't have their full lineup. Nutrier tried to get who they could out there, but they've been, uh, you know, they haven't fielded their full lineup either. Uh, but we got to see um, Maeve Kelly, um, their their uh, all-state thrower, um, break her own school record once again in the shot put. Um, so she's she's a big scorer for them, and she's going to be. And um, Coach Bagnoli talked about that. Um, also have you know their they're good on the distances too, so they're going to try to put you know probably get some um, four by eight for um, the long distances to state. Um, they lost some key pieces from last year, Bridget D2, an all-state runner, and uh, Emma Woodward, another state qualifier. Um, so, uh, but they got Abby Ryan back, um, and they've got some other young talent coming up trying to fill in the spots, but gonna take a, a, about a week. This Saturday's big, gonna be a beautiful day. Um, 
coach is going to be out here in the Western suburbs um, and he uh, in a couple of meets and he hopes to really figure a lot of things out, get a lot of people out and running and competing. So it's a big one for them on the Loyola side, led by the distance, Morgan Mackey, a sophomore um, was a sectional champ at the mile and two mile last year. She's back. She's got a couple, you know, the whole unit's really good for their distance team. They've got a couple um, hurdlers, uh, Shannon Jorish, uh, leads the way there and McKenna Coltif, um, uh, both, uh, I believe both state qualifiers in the long hurdles. Uh, so they got a good squad too. And, you know, they, they can put up points as well. So the sectional is really tough and they're all kind of building to that moment. Um, I know you, uh, had a story from Caleb Carter this week about the Brewer brothers and just, you know, how they're helping the Trevian chase the state trophy and, um, for those at home, make sure you check out the story at the record northshore.org. But um, with the Brewer Brothers and just what this track, boys track and field program for Nutria want to accomplish, I mean, how attainable do you think that is just what they want to accomplish in, in winning the state title? Uh, I think they're, I think they're more in line. I don't, I don't think they have what it takes to win a title, but I think they're in contention for a trophy um, because they got a lot of pieces and a lot of spots really led uh, by uh, their superstars at the distances, Nick Falk, who was Illinois cross country runner of the year. Um, and George Cahill, who's right behind him in both the mile and two mile. I think Cahill ran like a four, I'm going to blow it, but a four eighteen mile, um, at Arcadia invitational. So those guys are really competing in events all over the country, but they're obviously, uh, stars on this team. And we're filling them in with guys like Jack Brewer, like you mentioned, who's a, who's a 200, he's a sprinter. Uh, you got Ronan O'Neill in the 400. So Jack Brewer was a football player. You got Ronan O'Neill, who was a star soccer player. And those guys are coming and kind of filling in these holes for those, you know, just really good athletes, really fast um, in the, on the track. Um, and Patrick Jamison's another one who runs those mid distances. So they're going to put together really good relays. They're going to put together really good, just uh, scoring in those, in those track events. It's going to be pretty special, I think. And can they get enough points uh, to get in that 40 range at state. Well, one, can they get enough guys there to start, but can they get enough um, points once they're there to compete on Saturday? So we'll see about that, but it, I think it is one of the better boys teams we've seen in quite a while coming out of Nutria. We talked about how hard it is, you know, it happens every spring and that kind of stuff, but I mean, how hard is it just to prepare yourself for, um, you know, com competing for a sectional title, conference title, a state title, all that kind of stuff when, for most of your March and your April, I mean, there's the indoor season. But I mean, indoor running is different than outdoor running. So, I mean, how hard is it just to prepare for these track and field athletes, especially the field event guys and girls to, uh, you know, compete actually for a, a title when you're barely getting any action? Yeah, it's got to be really difficult. You know, I was never a um, track participant um, in the spring. Both you and I, we both played volleyball. So we got the luxury of indoors, but um, not only for Nutria, at least, has it been difficult to get outdoors? They don't have indoor facilities right now at the Wenaki campus because of the uh, renovations, the teardown and, and rebuild of the uh, athletic facilities over at the Wenaki campus. So, you know, Coach Bagnoli, the girls coach, was actually telling me about how, you know, you can't do certain things in hallways, which is where they're doing a lot of their training when it's cold weather um, in the hallways of the school. So that's been a big detriment to them. And, and I, I just really think you got to get your momentum in these sports. You got to find, you know, the difference in, in tenths of a second matter 
And to get those tenths of the second, you got to find your flow, find your groove, find what works in those little tiny spots. The inches matter um, from your from taking off from the blocks to, to how you kick at the end, everything like that. So uh, they got to figure those things out outdoors on an outdoor track in those conditions. And they haven't been able to do that a lot. So I do think it's it's been harmful, but not just to them, you know, to teams all over the state. Right, definitely. So we'll, we'll stick with the track and field here in the second quarter as we are going to be joined now by um, Loyal Academy girls track and field coach Chris John Simon. Um, Joe, I know you got a chance to catch up with the Rambler coach. So what are the folks at home going to hear? Yeah, we just talked a little bit about, um, you know, like we mentioned there on spring break. So more large, larger photo, larger picture things, um, what they're going to put on the track this year. What's the key uh, to getting enough people downstate to compete and things like that. Uh, and, uh, and yeah, what's, what do they want to accomplish? All right, let's take a listen. How the team's looking this year. Yeah. How's weather's not nice, but how's it going no. so far? Uh, well, this, we have the challenge of spring break. Yeah. Uh, no other schools do. So we're kind of just holding on to who's ever still in town. Yeah. Um, we think we have a pretty good team, but we haven't seen them outside because we've had some meets called off and then now we have spring break so hopefully next week we'll get them back together who's who's leading this uh scoring big for this team um well we have a girl uh sophomore we're really talented on our lower levels ashley banasek okay um, i guess for our name for you in a minute i think i can get it. if it's spelled yeah. right online yeah <laughs> uh she's really talented jumper uh very successful uh we have a sophomore morgan mackey who's rounding into good shape we have a distance this girl, Samara Sufan, who actually has the second best throw in class 3A now in the state. Thrower? Yep. Distance, she threw 130 feet. Was she here today? Yeah. Throwing the shot? Yeah. Okay, yeah, I saw her. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. She has the second best throw in the state right now. So, yeah. Pretty good. That. Yeah, of course. Um, our springers, we're two or three trying to figure out who our springers are. We're really young. Okay. Uh, we have a freshman who's a distance girl, Jane Lynch, who's really going to help us. So we're excited about her. Okay. Then, yeah. Um, just, you know, if, if things, if it's a successful year, what are some of the things that need to happen for you? Um, we need to get the pieces together see if we can get down state. We're going to try and see if we can, we're in such a competitive sectional that we got to make decisions on where we can qualify. That's really what it becomes. That's always tough. Um, you know, we're going to try and probably uh, get a 4 by 18 together. You know, we're going to have to make decisions team versus individual, you know, and that gets hard. Uh, you know, yeah. track's kind of tricky where people think it's individual, but then, you know, it's a team sport. Yeah. So we got to really map out where kids can qualify. Right. You know, there's some really other, some of these other schools have some great young talents, you know, very competitive. Yeah, absolutely. You know, there's um, never a year off in our sectional. No. <laughs> um, in the hurdles you just had? Yeah. Oh, I should have said that. Were those yeah. Yeah, yeah. upperclassmen? Yeah. Jeez. Our, two of our best kids are Shannon Joris. I thought yeah. she, name she's sounded senior, familiar. Out, outstanding. And then McKenna Kofka, she's a uh, junior. So yeah, both of them are very good 100 hurdles and 300 hurdlers who we think we can get down state. They're both pretty darn good. Yeah. Um, you know, but you also you know, have 
Jason's got a really good girl. So, but yeah, I should have mentioned them. They're two of our top kids. On I just team. read somebody said her name. And I'm like, that yeah, sounds Shannon, familiar. Yeah, they're both running really well. Okay. So we're excited about that. Thanks so much for joining us, uh, Christian. And thank you as always to all the players and coaches who join us each and every week. Always appreciate everybody's insight. All right, let's jump on over now to the third quarter where we play our weekly game of Way or No Way. I throw out five propositions and Joe and I argue or agree upon them and say whether they can happen way or no way they cannot happen. Um, let's start off with volleyball here since you mentioned a little bit earlier in the first quarter. But um, New Cheer Boys Volleyball is on a hot streak right now, reading eight straight matches. Um, so Way or No Way, Joe, that this New Cheer Boys Volleyball team, um, I know obviously we don't know all the information and that kind of stuff when it comes to uh, assignments yet and all that kind of stuff because uh, we're not there yet, though we're pretty close. But way or no way that this Trevians uh, team can win a sectional title? Uh, I lied to you. It's sixth grade, not eighth grade. But anyway, um, I think they can for sure. This is a very good team, very talented, very experienced. Um, you know, they have a setter going to, you know, continue playing ball at Princeton. That's obviously a um, a centerpiece of your team, um, you know, the glue guy in a lot of ways. Uh, they've got talented hitters on all sides. They're not going to just – they don't have the guy who's going to pile up 18 kills on you, uh, but they can hit you from all sides uh, with experience, with with some height, with some talent. So Nutria is very good. You know, the, the, the best in the conference, they beat – they're 4-0 right now. They beat South. They beat West. They beat Evanston. Big matchup with North is going to come up that they're, they're probably there. They are the two best teams in the conference. Um, so we'll see how they compete there. Um, but uh, yeah, they're very good. Um, and uh, they finished second at their most recent tournament. They lost to Marist, I think in the title match. So um, good stuff all around. I think they got uh, the makings of a state caliber team. We'll see if they can get there. Yeah, definitely. I think I'd agree with you way. I think they definitely have the potential to do that. I think, uh, um, they're sectional, they're in the GBS sectional, and they um, have, a lot, have a lot of local teams, as you would expect. I mean, Loyola, um, Maine South, Niles North, Niles West, GBS, GBN, so, um, and Evanston. So it should be, you'll get a lot of CSL flavor in there. Um, and I think if based on, you would imagine that either Nutrier and GBN would either face each other in the sectional final if they went chalk or um in the semifinal depending on how this uh how the seedings go but yeah i think way i think this team definitely has the potential to uh win a sectional title and definitely knows um what to do and uh, how to do it and how to uh win a title there so it should be interesting to see um how to see when the seeding comes out how that all works out but Let's move on over now. We're going to jump on over to baseball. We're going to be jumping all over the place here. Um, but uh, way or no way, Loyola baseball um, has been able to win a lot of good games, but um, has struggled against the CCL. So way or no way, Joe, that uh, Loyola can hang in the CCL? Man, I don't know about hang. Uh, I don't know if anybody can. Uh, Brother Rice is ranked number six in the country. Um, they've beaten some of the best teams in the country at these events all over. They got you know, four or five guys that are going to play high level D one ball. <laughs> They're ridiculous. Uh, Providence and Mount Carmel are really good, but you know, they split, I believe. Maybe they, I can't remember what they did to Mount Carmel, but they lost one by a lot and they, they were close to the other. I thought they won. Maybe they lost by one, but uh, they took, they lost both. So, but the second one was really close. They were right there. Should have won. Yeah. Uh, I remember Providence, I believe they swept Providence. That's a very good team. So 
they're up there, but I don't think that they, they can't contend for a league title just because of how potent that league is. That's nothing, you know, you could be a sectional, they could have six sectional champs across Chicagoland, uh, how good, how good that conference is. Yeah, they come. I mean, like you mentioned, Brother Rice is amazing. St. Lawrence is really good. Um, Mount Carmel is good. St. Rita is very talented. Um, so a, a lot of uh, winning uh, records in the CCL. And yeah, I agree with you. I mean, St. Lawrence 19 and 0, Brother Rice 17 and 2 of those two losses to probably national ranked teams. So um, nothing to sweat upon. But yeah, no way. I don't think that they can hang in the sense of that they can win a championship or anything like that when it comes to a CCL title. But um, I agree with you. I think there's definitely a potential for um, a lot of sectional titles to come from the CCL um, this spring. All right, we're going to go move over to girls soccer and uh, talk about Loyola to start things off. Why or no way, Joe, that uh, the Loyola Academy girls soccer team can make the title match at the Naperville tournament. Ooh, I got to look at their draw here, but uh that's got everybody in it. Uh, usually, um, that field is really strong. Both the Naperville's are good. You got lions, I think is in there, which they might be the top ranked team in the state. Uh, but Niles, I'm sorry, Naperville North and Naperville central are both up there too. I think Loyola is a top 10, but to make the finals, uh, they'd have to go on quite a run. I will say no way they fall just short of that, but, but you kind of get one of those, uh, top five finishes. Yeah, I'd agree with you there. They start off against York on um, on Friday in group play. So they'll play there. Then they'll play Barrington, who is 10 and 1 and 8 and no. So um, that could be a very big test for the Ramblers as well. So I agree with you. I think way, uh, no way that they can make the state title game, but I think that they can make um, fifth place, maybe. We'll, we'll see how it goes. But um, a very, uh, the Naperville tournament is like insane. If you are a good team, in the state of Illinois, you were probably playing in this tournament. So um, let's jump over to another good team, which is New Trier. And uh, way or no way, can they win the Naperville tournament? No way. Again, New Trier's still figuring out with all those new pieces in there. I mean, they got four losses already compared to six wins. That's probably – and they play, they play among the stiffest competition in the state. So that's not – it's just not what we expect from a record for New Trier. So – when they're trying to figure things out, they're going to take those losses to those really quality teams. And that's what's happening. Um, so I think they're still a step behind and uh, even a step behind Loyola right now. Yeah. I think there's a, a no way to that. I mean, they defeated Bartlett in the first part of the tournament. They'll take on um, Downers Grove South on Saturday, um, but they lost to Nap- uh, Libertyville to nothing last week in tournament action as well. So yeah, I agree with you that, uh, this, uh, this is quite the potent schedule that uh, the Trevians have, and maybe you need that where you get all the experience, especially for a team that's kind of developing right now. But, um, I mean, you have them face a lot of good teams, and then they also play Naperville North on Thursday the 28th. So um, when the playoffs start, this new Trier team will be very, um, very experienced, and maybe that'll even help them with the lower seating where they're – I'm sure the coaches know how good the team is, but I do think that maybe the lower seating will help them move on in tournament action um, once it's time for the postseason to start. Um, and let's think, finish things off here with Nutria Baseball. Um, Nutria Baseball has strung a couple wins together. Joe, way or no way they have th- figured things out? I think that's yet to be seen, but they're in the right direction. They, I think they're, they're turning the corner. Um, I don't know if they, they're already on the other side or not. I think we need to do a couple more, but it was a good week for them. Um, I think I said they picked up 
three of four, maybe three of their last four beating uh, Prospect, uh, Main East, and Evanston. But they also lost to Evanston one. They split with Evanston. So um, a tough one, a 2-1. But, uh, you know, their pitching's coming around a little bit. Uh, they lost a tough one, 2-1 to Evanston. They only allowed two runs to a tough um, Lake. Oh, that was, I'm sorry. Uh, only allowed two to Main East. Um, and, uh, so I think their pitching's coming around, which I think was huge. Uh, their hitting's going to be there. Um, they put up the runs, but they really just got to clean things up in terms of, uh, the defense, the pitching. So I think it's getting there. They got uh, three or four. So, um, you know, you keep that going the rest of the way you're in good shape. Yeah. I think I, I go with way there just based on, um, just how they figure things out. They fade some, they face some tough competition. Like we talked about um in that Tennessee tournament where they uh took their lumps but also like I think uh figured out what they can do what can they would not do against some of the better teams um in the Tennessee uh national area so uh way I think they've turned things around what what that means really I'm not entirely sure yet what that how far of a, a run that means in postseason but um I do think that they have turned things around and have uh figured out how to play uh, the game a little bit like they did um, in the second half of uh, last year's run. But that's all we've got for way or no way for this week's episode. So let's jump on over now to the fourth quarter where we'll talk about some uh, extra sports that maybe we didn't get a chance to talk about or wanted to uh, talk about a little bit more. And let's start off with uh, girls soccer, Joe. I know we talked about the Naperville tournament for both Loyola and Nutrier. Um, Loyola qualified for the title match of the Luminati's uh, tournament after um, they took down Stevenson. Um, they'll take on, we talked about Lions a little bit earlier. Um, they'll take on uh, Lions at a to-be-determined date uh, and time. Uh, Loyola was on break this week with uh, the Easter holiday. And then the two teams are playing um, in the Naperville Invitational. So schedules are kind of hard to figure out right now, but they will eventually play for that um, tournament title. So for this Loyola team, Joe, I mean, um, just what do you kind of want to see from them um, as we head into the final stretch here of the season um, to kind of have you encouraged about a deep postseason run? Yeah, I'd love to see competitive matches here in the um, in the Naperville tournament, even if they take one nil losses or, you know, even draw against some of these bigger teams, or not bigger teams, but uh, top tier teams. I think it'll be huge for them and their confidence going forward. Um, I think their defense is really strong and I think they can score with the best of them. So um, this is a good team that's experienced and uh, they should do some damage here, but you know, is it just damage in their GCAC opponents, um, which they should take care of, or is it against, is it, is it at another level? And I think that's what I want to learn here, especially from the Naperville invite. Yeah. I think that's very interesting because I feel like a lot of people know that the Naperville schools and Naperville, you know, the Western suburbs area, um, that's where a lot of great soccer is. And North Shore obviously has a lot of great soccer too. And, uh, um, far Northern suburbs as well. But I feel like when you look at those, um, those teams, you really see a lot of the state title winners and, um, all that sort of stuff. So it should be really interesting just to see how well this Loyola team does. I mean, we got, um, assignments for the state tournaments um, in girls soccer. Um, both Loyola and Nutrier will play in the Nutrier sectional. Um, you've got uh, Lincoln Park, Lane Tech in that, in that sectional, St. Ignatius, Whitney Young, 
Um, Evanston, obviously, OPRF, Maine South, both Niles's as well. So um, it should be a really interesting sectional, Joe, where um, I am really interested to see just how far both Loyola and New Cheer can go in that sectional, just based on the talent that that sectional alone already has, just to even try to get into a super sectional matchup. Yeah, it's going to be interesting. And I think it's good. You know, it's um, they're used to playing in those big games. I would say, you know, for years and years, it's been Loyola and Trier, and, you know, a lot of times GBS, maybe that they've been supplanted by Evanston the past few years in, uh, but it's going to be good. It's going to be good soccer. Yeah. It should be a lot of fun just to see, um, you know, how far they can go and what they can do in the last few couple of weeks here. But what other, uh, what other headlines do you have here? We kind of mentioned saw, uh, baseball, but uh, any baseball um, headlines that kind of caught you off guard or you kind of interested in uh, as we uh, head into the last few weeks here? Um, I think signs are pointing in the right direction for, for both Loyola and Nutria. Obviously we know Loyola's going to take their lumps in the conference, but that's not completely indicative of how they'll perform in the postseason. So, um, you know, it could be good for them, but I think their, their hitting's really strong. That lineup, they get their pitching has to catch up. Um, and keep them in ball games, but if they do, uh, they're going to score the runs more often than not. You know, um, Hayden Kristen came back and he's been raking, and Roger Simon and Connor Lash, um, Max Oliveria. So that you know that lineups, and they got a freshman uh, Gael uh, Urbita. So um, sorry, Gael, if I screwed that up. Um, what it's really just a potent, potent lineup um, that can swing with the best of them. So I really hope their pitching catches up. Um, and Nutrier, I'm excited. Um, three of four is a good start to turning that corner, as we mentioned. Um, I just, you know, I need to get back out there and probably see him this week. Hopefully, we get some sort of nice weather one of the days this week, so I can catch them and maybe see uh, how they're if they if they've cleaned things up on the field. But I think they're all right. And the softball we didn't mention. I think both Nutrier and Loyola are young and and showing that on the field and taking their lumps. Um, Nutrier is getting more conference wins than they did last year. They beat Evanston. They beat Glenbrook South. These are nice wins for a, for a growing Nutrier team. Loyola just got a walk-off win against Resurrection, um, one nothing. So they're pitching well, and uh, Mackenzie Berry got the walk-off sack fly. So, um, But they're also hovering around 500, the Ramblers are. So um, I don't know if we can expect big things, but keep an eye on them for growth. Who's going to be the next, the next star there for those teams? Um, should have like it's going to be. Uh, we're not going to get seventies next week, but at least it should be dry. So hopefully that'll uh, get uh, bring your warmers and that kind of stuff. At least you can get some uh, get some action in there and watch um, some sports. But any lasting uh, any last comments before we uh, say goodbye to the folks? Nope. Enjoy this Saturday. Uh, now I'm hearing it could touch eighty five, so uh, might need to. Might need to get the the shorts out of the um, the storage and uh, be ready for it. Yeah, well, make sure you're enjoying that, and maybe while you're out there, listen to uh, all different episodes <laughs> of the Quincy <laughs> Podcast, and make sure you're listening to us as well. We always appreciate your support. Just a quick reminder that you can subscribe to the podcast anywhere that they're available. Make sure you check us out and uh, leave a nice little review. Spread the word as well as you're at those local sporting events. Maybe listen to us at halftime or whatever, or even during the game, honestly, we make for really good game commentary and sometimes we're lucky and uh, it works out uh, that what we say actually happens out there in the field. But we always appreciate everyone's support. 
Make sure you're checking out my work at Friday Night Drive. A lot of good football stuff as we are getting into the spring evaluation period. So um, expect some kids around the state to get some more offers as well as coaches are able to travel around and uh, do some more research. So uh, make sure you're checking our work out there as well. And as always, make sure you're checking out Joe's stuff at therecordnorthshore.org, not only for sports, but for everything going on in the North Shore area. So for Joe and I, thanks so much for joining us this week, and we will talk to you guys down the road. See ya. Thank you for listening to the Varsity uh, product of the record, northshore.org, your nonprofit local newsroom.